everyone, and welcome to A Nightmare on Fear Street. A monstrous podcast about all things horror. If you like what you hear today, then you can follow us on all of the usual socials or subscribe to our Patreon for bonus content and merch. You can find all of that by visiting us at allmylinks.com backslash A Nightmare on Fear Street or in our episode descriptions wherever you're listening to this podcast at. All right, everyone. Today we're covering The Empty Man. With Ryan from Brother Ghoulish. Welcome, Yay. welcome. This kicks off this month's theme with a little help from our friends. We'll be getting through this month with a little help from our podcast friends. Mm-hmm. Talking about scary movies. Scary yeah. movies. Scary. All right, though, but before we get into The Empty Man, Ryan, we have to give you the questions we give everyone when they first get on the podcast. So, number one, what is your favorite scary movie? Scream. I'm still upset. I had to scream it to, to add, like... You know it's how perfect. passionate I am about that. Yes, <laughs> love it. Uh, so, are slashers your favorite subgenre? Not really. I think slash. I mean, they're one of my faves, but I really like psychological horror and also supernatural. And those ones that are kind of like that run in the middle, like is it happening in someone's head or is there something supernatural happening? Just lather me all in that. That's my that's my jig. I love that. I love it. All right. So, uh, tell us what is your horror origin story what got you into all this craziness if you want to see someone who clearly needs to have like regressive therapy and have memories brought back (laughs) it's definitely me um because i've changed this answer so many times but i think it's because like i grew up in a house where my parents actually did watch horror and like so did my older brother and like my cousins and my uncles so it's always just been kind of around me so the longer I do Brother Ghoulish, the more that I go back into my hypnotherapy and I'm remembering horror experiences that I long since forgot. But <laughs> I, would, I would probably have to say it was Blackula, which is funny. Um, okay. <laughs> because my father is obsessed with Blackula and he always has been. And it was one of those films where it was okay for it from, you know, his perspective <laughs> for me and my brothers to watch it with him. So I think Blackula was probably my my horror origin story. But on my own, it was more so like horror anthology TV shows because I would like sneak to watch them at night. And I would also like, you know, watch Scream, which I think is why I'm so obsessed with it because, you know, there's probably plot holes and some more shit going on in that film that I'm not capable of seeing because it's been so many years of me just worshiping at its altar. So it's art. It's it's art. perfect. There's no hope. It's there's high no art. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't even care about like the meta stuff in it back then. I was just obsessed with trying to figure out who the killer was. I liked all the quips and um, everyone's personality. It was a really fun horror film, and it still is to me. Yeah, it, I love it. It's one of my favorites as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's take a moment and talk about Brother Ghoulish. Talk about what you do on there, what's going on with that. So Brother Ghoulish's Tomb is um, a podcast where I occasionally will share a horror short story, not lately, <laughs> but... <laughs> Uh, and review horror movies and also interview people who I think have something really interesting to say about the genre. And I've been doing it now for a little over a year. And if anyone's ever interested in hearing me try to figure this genre out on live camera, um, you can find me on Brother Goulish's Tomb. And if you hear any mistakes, just turn it down until the commercial breaks over. <laughs> it's a damn good time. Like we, I was over there to talk about the invitation a few months ago, weeks ago. I don't know time. And it was like an episode. It was, it was really good. It was one of my most fun memories of recording because like I w- rolled in and I was like, what the fuck was this movie, Ryan? 
And you were like, right? It's off the walls. And we like listen to Zebra Cats and watch the videos for 30 minutes to like mellow ourselves out. <laughs> it was so fun. Like I had such a great time that like even listening back, I think I was texting you throughout that. Like I was like laughing the whole time because yeah. the stuff you were saying was like literally A1. It had me laughing and it was on point. And it made the movie experience better. And I think that's why like I've been obsessed with bringing people on the pod the last few episodes because I like talking to you guys. You guys just like give me so much life. Otherwise, it can be me with my spade trying to find connections where there are none. And expect that tonight a little bit. In our <laughs> <laughs> we got you. We'll, we'll, we'll get there because there's a lot of misconnections. In this. But oh, um, we're going to find out if the empty man is full or not and what he's full of. <laughs> it's going to be fun. <laughs> um, I, I'm pretty sure we all know what the empty man is full of by the end of this. And he became the empty man by the end of it. <laughs> 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 so, plug any social media for yourself or Brother Ghoulish or both, whatever you want to plug. Oh, sure, you can find me on all social media things at Brother Ghoulish. Um, I'm even on random platforms like Bigo. And uh, yes, Bobby read me for that. Like, why are you on Bigo? That's so messy. I'm like, have you not met me? But um, <laughs> you can find me on all things at Brother Ghoulish. And you can listen to Brother Ghoulish's tomb wherever podcasts are played. And I also have a website, brotherghoulish.com. And I try to put everything in there so it's like easy to find in the event that you forget all this. So if you Google Brother Ghoulish, my website comes up. You can buy some stuff. You can um, listen to some stuff and get your life. Yes. yes. Google for everybody. Love it. Yes. Follow immediately. <laughs> Hop on that Patreon. Uh, <laughs> on that website. <laughs> get some Brother Ghoulish merch. Like, do it all. <laughs> and it comes with my phone number for a short lip. Let me stop and make a promise. <laughs> Oh, it's scandalous over there. Like, oh, right? I was buy, but now. <laughs> like, our, our other business, <laughs> a connection on Fifth Street. <laughs> That's how you keep the lights on. <laughs> I'm doing what I got to do. Right. All of our friends are pretty and literate. What you want? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's get down into The Empty Man. Where to begin? <laughs> So I'm, I don't, I don't do spoilers, descriptions, trailers if I can help it. And so I was really worried because like we're going to be on this mountain this whole movie when we first started. And I was like, if this is what we're going to do, I'm going to shut this day. I'm going to do another movie. I want to do a, I want to do a mountain movie on a Monday. <laughs> I was real mad, but it was just the first 20 pages I needed to get rid of. <laughs> so that's fine. Yeah. It was, yeah. Like uh, it was a very long intro scene. And how they just go shack up in somebody's house for multiple days, eating all their food. I'm like, what are y'all doing? <laughs> the capacity was on sale when they were preparing for this trip, and they brought extra. <laughs> I just didn't understand why. Okay, first of all, you have a, t a, a traditional case of white people touching shit they shouldn't fucking be touching when they're hitting the little prayer bells. And I'm like, oh, then they're crossing the bridge. And I'm thinking to myself, like, the whole time, is this going to be a situation where every night one of them is going to disappear? Like, is the empty man kind of like Slender Man? Is he like, you know, he lives in the woods and stuff and, you know, disappears if you see him? And it felt like it was formulaic from that, like, just from the, the pieces I was picking up from the beginning. So yep. why is this movie two hours? Like, there's like, I'm seeing four people. And we're in the mountains, and this is a very familiar like setup for a horror film. Why is it about to be two hours? What's about to happen? Right. 
I was like, we don't need all this. You can hack and slash so much of this away. And like, at least then I won't be mad you wasted so much of my time. I, w- I will say though that, yes, I agree. Like a lot of this 20 minute intro scene <laughs> or intro section could have been cut. <laughs> but like, I was I was with Brian though. I was like, okay, this is going to be kind of a slow, like one's going to die or one's going to run off. or But no, it was like, Bam, bam, bam. They all three did. Bye. Like, and I was like, good riddance. Each time, I was like, good riddance. Because I was like, I don't want to be on these mountains with y'all when that, only one scary thing has happened. Why are we doing this for 25 minutes? Where, where's the movie at? This is like the short that plays before the movie, not the actual movie. Right. <laughs> it's like, let's connect it to. <laughs> and it doesn't fit with the rest of the, what's the word, the mythology that, that is created in this film. Because little girl didn't, well, one, the dude who, if the empty man, I guess, possesses, doesn't, he's not on a bridge. He doesn't blow in a bottle. He falls down a hole and suddenly he's in fact, he's possessed. Like, (laughs) (laughs) and then the little girl, the empty man like runs and like chases back into the house. She didn't have anything to do with it. I, I, the first, that whole mountain situation could have been resolved with a post-it note later on in the movie. That's because by the time it comes back around to get that payoff of him in the bed, I don't fucking care. I no. was livid. Because so many people in my timeline are like, this is a great movie. I love this movie. And those same people are like, I don't understand Malignant. And I'm like, I don't understand you. Like, <laughs> so- <laughs> I don't understand you. Like, really, though, because, like, the it's it could have just been, honestly... It could have just been a flashback, maybe. And I think that would have done enough. And it's sad because in the beginning, there were enough things that were laid down that were actually kind of interesting if they would have, like, stayed with it. I mean, you hearing a sound that no one else hears and and being drawn to it, that's kind of creepy. Like, that works. Mm -hmm. You falling into a hole 20-something feet and not being hurt, that wasn't scary to me. It was dumb. Um, But, you know, I was like, I'll suspend my pestivity, just to see where this is going. <laughs> um, but then you being at the altar of, like, this deity bone structure thing. Interesting. You know, like, there's there's pieces there that are working, and then they just 23 years later. And I'm like, I didn't I didn't need this. What? No. Right, and it made me think, like, this whole time I'm thinking, because I did read the synopsis or at least a little, like, yeah. being on HBO Go, which is, or HBO Now, whatever it's called now. It's HBO um, Max, where you think, Gracie's? <laughs> you went to their last five apps. You don't I know did. this girl no more. <laughs> I mean, listen, HBO Max's app on my PlayStation 4 keeps fucking up, so we're almost, I'm almost finished. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, so, like, I forgot where I was going with this. Oh no, on the uh, on the app, on the, you said HBO um t- time slot thing. Yeah, on the, uh, the description it says that he's going to investigate a missing girl. So I was like, okay, it's one of these two missing girls. Clearly, nope, it's a whole new missing girl that we don't even really get time with. I knew it was one of them because those two were well into their womanhood. Um, one of them was even called woman. She doesn't have a fucking name because like that's how well this is written. The, the coast captain's like woman. What are we doing, Bob? <laughs> woman screams. I'm like, oh, oh. You can't even name these fools, and you got to run around for 25 minutes in the snow. Right. <laughs> Why am I here? You gave them 20 minutes of this movie. <laughs> but that no shade. That could have been the movie. It could have been a short film 
where like the empty man comes, you know, mm-hmm. takes them off one by one. And then the whole one, two, three day thing didn't really make sense because like each section was so short and abbreviated. And I think I rolled my eyes so hard that I missed the fact that the girl that slashed the girls up jumped over the thing and did herself in because I literally thought she was alive. And then like watching the movie, I'm like, is the is the wife of the cop the like the, the, the deceased wife is did she survive and then marry him and and like you know my fiance reads me down and is like she died. <laughs> she, she, jumped, she jumped, she's gone. I don't know what happened. I was like, I rolled my eyes too hard. I don't think I stopped rolling my eyes until like 40 minutes into the <laughs> <laughs> I will say because the one one of the things that kind of did really creep me out is the little top thing that they did like. Oh, that was good. Yeah, I was, was like, like oh, I don't like that sound. Stop it. The teeth. The teeth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> I. I. I just. I. I don't understand why that was there. If. That's when I was like, is this a book? Was this adapted from a book? Because like sometimes books have all these extra things we don't fucking need because they're novels and people will go with you and you can connect these dots. Whereas in a movie, you're hacking and slashing and you don't always get to like what's going to be the cash. And so (laughs) it's just like, you got this shit here because it was in the book, not because it needs to be in your story. And I feel like had we just started with whatever he thought the movie was, I would have actually been like, okay, we're doing this. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and and that's a. I, it's funny you said that because I didn't think about that. I wonder if it is based on some type of book or something because books do do it this. Is. They meander. Oh, it is. It is. I listened to it because I'm like, this was like a book that you were adapting and you didn't mm. understand the assignment. I, I bet the book is way better. Oh, or yeah. or the book also is muddled, and this movie was like, I'm gonna do it anyways. I can get to the point, and they couldn't because like. Sometimes yeah. you have to drown your darlings, and you have to drown other people's darlings by adapting their work, and that's just others to it. I've never read the book, so I don't know if the book has a better through line because this felt like it was just like meandering so much. Yeah. And also having that scene in the mount, having that whole section of the mountains there confused me because like clearly this entity is killing people, but it also wants a bunch of worshippers. And so I'm like, which is it? Do you want worshippers? Do you want death? I thought I was the only one that thought that because I was asking, like, seeing kind of like the cult like grow. What type of cult is built on an entity that kills you in three days? Yeah, so many people. It didn't really make sense, and I feel like they just the filmmakers almost they had to have thought of that and just said, "Shut up, they're just going to watch it." No, like you need to explain that. That doesn't make sense because yeah. you're setting it up as like an urban, not an urban legend. What's it called? Like a folklore monster? Yeah. yeah. Like a like a Bloody Mary or a Candyman or you know, something <laughs> yeah. like that. That delivers a death on <clears throat> the third day. That's not enough time to coalesce a cult. That's mm-hmm. not like it, unless are they servants of this thing to feed the. And so that's the, stop caring. The, right, it's really <laughs> hard. Yeah, you shouldn't have to think this hard. But like the way what I kind of wrap my brain around was that so like the girl that he's trying to search for, she's a part yeah. of the cult. And she is leading people to the slaughter, essentially. That's why she brings all the friends to the bridge. That's why she's the one that's like, oh, let's do this crazy thing. So she can get them killed. But she's not the she she but she, if you notice when she blows into the bottle or whatever, she like sits down and is like almost in a pose or whatever when she does it. So I think that yeah, there are people that are in the cult that are leading people to for in the empty man to kill them. That's that sounds right. That sounds right. 
Can we also talk about the blowing into bottles to summon this monster? Because is there ever a weaker summoning? Has there ever been a weaker summoning? No. Uh, if you just bottle, let me call Empty Man. <laughs> what the fuck is that? Because <laughs> that means Corinne Stephens probably would have summoned him three, four, five times. Like, <laughs> I, I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to figure that out too, and it didn't feel consistent. Like, no. I mean, the only thing is, it felt like it was supposed to be some type of tie into the flute situation that they kind of alluded to in the beginning but mm -hmm. uh a bottle of flute does not make or what i mean a, a flute, flute is where your heart is <laughs> a flute is where your heart is that i think i saw that one the brochures for pontiflex <laughs> that should be the title of the movie Lord. i meant pontiflex <laughs> yeah going back to the you brought up uh, Ryan, when they were like the whole messaging behind the cult, I, again, I don't know how they're growing these numbers because one, when I think of cults, yeah. I know that they target people who are, you know, in a bad place emotionally or socially or whatever. Yeah. So I get that sense. But most of the cults that I'm familiar with, their messaging is like, we'll make it better. We're going to help you with your demons and we're going to give you a family and a community and love and support and blah, 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 blah. But this one is like death. Nothing's real. Not, it can't hurt you if it's not real and nothing is real. It's kind of those emo kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, how does this help your mental health? Like I would just be depressed <laughs> even more. Like, yeah. like Your I mental just... health doesn't matter because nothing's real. Right? <laughs> your mental health is where the heart is. <laughs> it's where the food is. <laughs> Look, I just, I, I didn't understand the benefits of it either because everybody there was just there to serve, but they, we don't know what he actually, what is even the empty man's goal once he fills this man with himself? What is he going to do? Kill everybody. Apparently it's what little girl says. He's going to bring forth violence and death. We already got that in America. What else is he offering? <laughs> I need him to add something else to the equation. I have seen that. That's a regular Thursday right? for me. Like, what right? You can't start negotiations with what I already got. Like, how this works. I'm a swipe lift. I'm a swipe also, lift. Also, adding in the whole, like, thought plus attention or focus equals oh, how, flesh how. or something. I was like, so how did you create him? You create, like, what? And you know what's really frustrating about that? Growing up, like, as, like when I was a preteen, like, like, I used to love reading about, like, random entities and like unexplainable phenomena i was a and i was an emo child just so y'all know i know you're surprised shocked right okay. <laughs> <laughs> but i read this one i read about tulpas when i was very young and ever since i was a kid because of that i was always obsessed with them so it's like a buzzword for me now when i see it in horror i'm always thinking about tulpas and how you can actually use them and make interesting horror films and i just kind of feel like they wasted it with this movie it wasn't really as interesting as it could have been and they had all the pieces let me be clear like all the pieces were set up because if you think about like people being empty inside and being in that emptiness being kind of drawn to you know a collective emptiness and an entity living within that then that entity is playing you like a flute because you are empty. You're you're literally like playing through his tune, which is very Suspiria. You know, when you dance mm -hmm. to the rhythm of somebody else, then you start to like take on their characteristics. And if it's like a demonic entity, then you're part of something bigger. 
So the pieces were laid down. That's where they could have went with it. The cult was not necessary. It wasn't. Like, if you have a tulpa, tulpas aren't necessarily hollow. So it was an antithesis to the theory that they were trying to talk about. When you're manifesting something that is the direct opposite of nothing, like, it's like it reminds me of Good Burger. When the dude tries to order, like, a, a burger and, you know, he says he doesn't want anything on it. And he's popping off on Ed because he gives him a fucking bun. You said you didn't want anything on it. What's it going to be? Good connections here on Fear Street. <laughs> but if Kel was out there listening, you got a home here, Kel. You want to come and talk about that burger. And the trauma you experienced working on the set of Good Burger. <laughs> oh, my God. That's a real horror story, probably. I don't know. Listen. Yeah. Listen. <laughs> Kel Mitchell. No. Oh, yes. <laughs> And also, yes. my phone number, Kel, is... Let me stop. Go ahead. <laughs> we can all summon people. We have yeah. the power. Get a bottle. Just get a bottle, Ryan. <laughs> yeah. In fact, I got um, one right here. <laughs> I do want to shout out because um, I loved her in this movie, but I also loved her in The Dark and the Wicked. But uh, Marin Ireland is fantastic. I love her to death. The mom, She plays the mom. In this one, and then she plays the lead in mm-hmm. Dark and the Wicked. Oh, I have Fantastic. I don't have the benefit of having seen Dark and the Wicked, and it's on my Ooh. list. Ryan. I, I I didn't have mostly I didn't mostly have problems with the acting. I mean, it's the usual, so it's a lot of white people, and we didn't need a lot of white people. We had two black people, one of which was Devara, who died with her left boob and a clear shot of the camera. And I'm just like, oh. Cool, cool, cool. So you cast two black people, and that's how she needs to go. So we can like kill her, but make sure people are getting that boob shot because like that's what she's here for. You know what's funny? When you said two black people, I was like, who? And I was, <laughs> oh, the cop. Because like I, I, but he was so insignificant. And right? I even wanted to like call his manager or I don't know how it <laughs> I don't know how it works in police stations, but because when he said we can't indict the cosmos, sir, I need to speak to your superior. Listen. Are you a who's out here killing these babies? Like, Listen. what's going on? You can't indict the cosmos. <laughs> I'm gonna need him to indict somebody because we got a lot of shit popping off. And he's just like, I'm a grumpy old black man cop. That's the stereotype. Good day. And then you got Devara, who's like, I know things. And I was like, Y'all doing nonsense. I'm leaving. But also, let me get killed real quick because I happen to be black in this movie. And I hate that. I hate that energy on top of it being a shitty movie. It'd be one thing it was a good movie. So I'd be like, I would give you a 10 if you had done this better. But it's not even a good movie. And people are losing their shit about it on Twitter. They're like, oh my God, Empty Man. Oh my God, Empty Man is art. And I'm like, huh? I've seen that same discourse. I've seen so many people giving it like rave reviews. And some of these people I thought I trust, but now. (laughs) The VAR storyline committed three sins for me. Three. First of all, ma'am, if there is a murderous entity after you, why are you going to the spa? Listen. Why? To relax. Listen. Oh, baby, you need to be in a synagogue. You need to be in a padded room. A I would be right with the Lord. My traveling asked me right with the Lord. I'd be like, you know what I'm not going to do? Come out here and not be right with the Lord. I'm going to a church. What church is closed? I'm that now. I'm converting. I ass is going to be in the church. I'm Listen. <laughs> I'm super heathen. I, not that I, day, child. Listen, I'm off my thought shit. I'm I'm in the house of the Lord now. <laughs> and like you said, like her being a minor and them showing her in that sexually suggestive position, horror has moved past this. Why aren't people getting this memo? Like, yeah. stop. Because I feel like teens being put in it, first of all, felt off course. 
because it felt like an adult an adult driven horror which yeah. is mm-hmm. it's cool to have that and i understand like why people put teens and things i'm not even going to address it because girl but mm-hmm. for y'all to put her then in this like she's in the sexy spot i'm like i thought she was supposed to be like 16. like this is very strange and then on top of that sir you are not allowed to record her without her consent listen like, you can't do that like it's not legally permissible in court so even yeah. if she said what happened to this girl, you can't use it now. So I guess she's going to beat off to it later because like you can't do anything else with it. Yeah. Like I mean, because he was he was definitely giving me strange vibe. I mean, who, who sleeps in long johns like that? You know he was waking up with swamp butt. You know he does. <laughs> so <laughs> I agree because also him and Amanda, Amanda, the girl that's missing, they gave me weird vibes in the beginning too. I was like, is this going? Is this- is this some like wild things shit? But I was really sad when there's another sin. Wait. I thought you said all three. Oh, oh yeah, there was a third one. Hold oh, on. Sorry, I thought you said all three. <laughs> the third sin for Devar. Damn, I don't remember. I was so pissed off. <laughs> It'll come back to me. But I, I okay. got there was a third one. I can't remember it right now. <laughs> I was really sad to see her die super early too. Because when she pop, when she walked up, I would I immediately recognized the actress because I'm currently in my spare time, you know, watching um, All American because it's on Netflix now. It's a teenage show. Don't do wrong. It's a guilty pleasure. It's Is really it horror? No, it's not. It's a football. Oh, okay, okay. But she's on it and she's fantastic and I love her. And then I was like, no, don't do that to her. <laughs> I knew she was dead because she was the only black girl in the movie. But I didn't know she would have to die in the shower with the left boob out. Well, can we stop doing that to the black femmes that we got to kill? Because we have did to kill she, them because. Like, she, I, I thought that the, well, for me, the moment that I was like, it was, the whole thing. But like when she first takes a t- it's like full frontal. And I was like, okay. Yes. Yeah. Uh, that's, it was far away, granted, but still like. Yeah. It's not necessary, especially because there's an actual sex scene later on between James and Nora, and nobody's naked in that one. We're kissing through the lace, and we're, like, showing a little bit of ass cheek, but nobody's full frontal. Again, I've said it before, and I've said it again. If I'm seeing breasties, I need some testes. You need to equal this shit out. I'm tired. I'm tired. Fuck your drag. Show me some men being naked. If you're going to be naked women, just boobs about. Like, I'm tired of this shit. (laughs) That's why I have respect for violation. They showed that man completely, Listen. and it, it was not bad. Listen, I was like, I know he had a sandwich for lunch, and he drank a lot of water. <laughs> yeah, I, I do think, I could be wrong, but I do think in the scene where he finds the folder with all his like pictures and stuff in it, yeah, there's a picture of him naked. On the sitting it, chair. It's a tasteful nude. It's a tasteful. You have to pause it and get a flashlight and move the blinds away and to be like, I think I see. Is that a peen? But like, she's just like, it's your naked yeah. day, Devara. Get it oh, off there, girl. Oh, right. And I'm just Very like, good. we don't need her naked in the shower. We could have killed her anywhere. If you have to kill the black woman, which you seem to have to be intent on because you're Hollywood, you can kill her anywhere. You can kill her with clothes on. You can kill her with kindness. You have to kill her in a fucking shower with a boob out. I'm tired of this shit. I am tired of this shit. And we all talk about it because we're like, well, that's just the way the movie went. The movie always goes, you get a naked black girl murdered. How? Why for? Who for? Unpack that. Yeah. And it's so sad that like I almost anticipate at this point 
that the person of color is going to be killed. That didn't get yeah. any emotional attachment to her. Like, I'm like, okay, so when is she going to die? When I saw her, I was like, this is not the movie you're going to thrive in. And I started playing yeah. on my phone. <laughs> we only really had three scenes. She had the scene with him in the car. Yep. She had the scene on the bridge. And then her death scene. Because we love to sprinkle in a black person in the role that has nothing to do and then kill them immediately. So we can say we did it and pat ourselves on the back and go to sleep at night. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Like, why couldn't Nora and Anna or whatever the um, bowl cut girl's name, Amanda, why couldn't they be black? Why couldn't James be black? Why couldn't none of the leads be black? This is a shit movie. You can at least do that much for us. <laughs> if you're going to sit through this long-ass shit movie, you can at least be like, let's use some let's use some BIPOC people somewhere in actual roles as opposed to being like sprinkles. Like we do the seasoning that we don't use. We'll just yeah, sprinkle I mean, a little even, bit. <laughs> even, in the, even in the group of friends that Amanda brings out to the bridge to sacrifice, she's the only black girl. Which is why she left. She was like, this is white nonsense. I'm going home. And the, how'd she get rewarded for it? Being murdered in the shower. <laughs> she's, she literally read them their rights. And I'm like, yes, girl. And yeah. they told her, and I'm like, no. <laughs> as soon as she got in his car, I'm like, you have maybe 15 minutes. Let's start the timer. You know what else pissed me off about that scene? Now? You know what? Did he not see the kids fucking in a meditation circle in front of the... Like, in front of the like, did you is not that normal in, in like Gen Z high school? Is that normal? I don't know. Teenagers don't meditate. We drink. Listen. <laughs> listen. <laughs> no, we get those phones out. We got a video games. We doing stuff. We ain't sitting around like, let me get in touch with my inner bean. Like, <laughs> that reminds me of uh, the scene that literally made me laugh when he like jumps the dude that's in the cult, puts him like spray uh, pepper sprays him and puts him in the car. And then like looks around and makes sure no one saw him and everyone's on their phone. Like <laughs> I don't like that scene though. Like that was one scene that I have to give the filmmakers credit. That was cool because it does feel like that. Like everyone in their everyone is in their phone. There's so many pieces. There's so many pieces. Because that's even a that could have been a form of emptiness if mm -hmm. they were really like 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 stringing the film together to create like as uh Sheree and JB asked for a 90-minute film. Yes. It would have been tighter because that yeah. is a form of emptiness. Like if you're just constantly in your phone, you're not watching the world around you. And this has been something that people have been talking about since the beginning of time. So yeah, and there was a lot of like especially part of when the iPhone came out, by the way. But go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> when he goes when he goes to the cult leader and he's the cult leader's giving the big speech, and then they have that this dialogue or whatever. I literally zoned out because I was like, it was so existential to me. I was like, what are yeah. you talking about? The universe and the void, looking look into the void, the void looks at you. And I was just like, oh, I, I, like that's around the time my note, I'm going to read verbatim. <clears throat> I'm lost and I don't think it's in the good way. That's the note I took when we started the cult shit. Cause I was like, it's already confusing and convoluted for a fucking reason. And now we're adding cults and cosmos for who, for whomst. Also, it felt weird that, so like, I don't know where the, the first 20 minutes, what mountain they're on, it looks some like Asian-ish maybe. I don't know. I couldn't was, tell. I had to look it up. It was, um, it's in Buhan. Is that how you say it? Buhan? Bu Bu I believe that, yeah. Okay. We'll go with that. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Just say it with conviction. <laughs> and I'm like, oh yeah, that one. So, but then when it comes to like when they jump 23 years later, there is like no ties to like the original culture that the 
thought demon person thing came from. I don't know. It just felt it, nothing was connected. The white man touched some shit and fucked some shit up and moved on and then we'll talk about it no more. Tell yeah. us all this time. Right. <laughs> <laughs> A civilization <laughs> in the chat. <laughs> y'all have more resources geared towards creating motherfuckers, creating tulpas, than yeah. just getting on a plane and flying to the bones that are easily accessible and have not been decimated or destroyed. Okay. You just gotta fall down a hole. You won't be hurt. It's fine. Listen. It didn't make sense. None of it makes sense. None of it makes sense. Also, a thing that bothered me the whole movie, and so I, it ruined the ending, because when they got to the ending, and there was supposed to be a twist, I'm like, but I already have this note. Why does he keep telling people he's from San Francisco? The first two times, right? Right? No. The first two times, I'm like, okay, it's a joke that's not landing. But the whole movie, he'd be like, kicking his ass, like, I'm San Francisco. <laughs> he'd be talking to the woman he had a friend with, I'm San Francisco. And I'm like, we know. You've told us you're from San Francisco. We get it. We get it. It was like, yeah. uh, like literally, that was my reaction the first time hearing it. And then after two or three times, I'm like, move on. Move yeah. on. Yeah. Let it go. Because he kept saying that when it got to the fact that we created you, you're a topa. I'm like, clearly, because all he knew about himself was he's from San Francisco and his wife and Gator did. He's a bad topa. That's what he is. Bad topa. And bad like, topa. Why, why was he hearing voices? Because he's what? empty inside. <laughs> I'm empty inside sometimes too, and I don't hear voices. <laughs> they are blown in the right bottles, and he could hear them. <laughs> no, I don't want to blow them up. No, I'm good. Okay. I ain't saying candy man. I ain't saying bloody mary. I ain't blowing in no bottles. Y'all can see that. I wonder if these are Coke bottles or Pepsi bottles. Like, which one is he? Like, <laughs> I think it was RC. I'm, I'm pretty. <laughs> Those were RC bottles. Mr. Pib. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 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 He's a phantom. <laughs> oh my God. Because like literally, it just it didn't even play into anything. No. Charade, don't be messing with it. But the uh, oh but the key is you have to be thinking about him. And at a bridge. And on a bridge. <laughs> this is like the worst scavenger hunt ever. <laughs> find a bridge. No, find a bottle. Find a bridge. Go onto the bottle. Think about the empty man. Like, I who mean, put this shit together? Find a bridge. There's probably going to be a bottle on the bridge somewhere anyway. So you can just take that. Not around here. the bridge. <laughs> you want to blow on so, random <laughs> bridge bottles? <laughs> down, down here in Arkansas, they have bottles everywhere. So, okay, I'm not okay. <laughs> Wasn't in bottles, Trent. Wasn't in I, bottles. I, listen, I already said I ain't blowing at them. I already you said that. I you got to bring your own bottle. You got to bring your own bottle in COVID B -Y -L -B. time, Trent. <laughs> BYOB. BYOB, bring your own bottle. But it's got to be empty. Because we believe in sadness here. <laughs> nah, I got pink eye too much as a kid. If I blow into a bottle, I don't know. <laughs> I've been scarred. <laughs> I'm not ready for pink eye. And I'm not ready for that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, like, what was the deal with the writing on the walls and all the things? Like, the empty man made me do it. Do what? Do nothing. This movie. That saying was so grating. It was so stupid. The empty man made me do it. What? Right. And then on top of that, I got to Googling and shit. I don't know why I did that. Pawn effects means bridge builder or, like, builder of bridges or something. I'm like... 
the bridges had nothing to do with the story in the grand scheme of things. No. Summoning him at a bridge, if y'all wanted to, could like be like very Papa Legba-ish because you know you can summon um Papa Legba at the crossroads and stuff. But this ain't a crossroad. It's a bridge, and it wasn't even really a really a bridge. It was like an overpass. If you, want to <laughs> so, if you can't find a bridge, an overpass will do. The Book oh, of Martha yeah, Stewart. Yeah. <laughs> the Book of Martha. Like, you can go to like one of those putt putts. You can go to one of those. Yes. You know. And <laughs> if you don't have actual hellfire, you can go to Target and get off red hellfire for this recipe. <laughs> when his wife and kid went off the bridge. And like had died in that car accident. I was like, was that was the railings on that bridge made out of cardboard? Because they, they did not help them at all. Like it did not. They could have saved their lives if it had been made out of steel. Something to stop that car. They weren't driving that fast. While we're here with the wife and kid going off the bridge, he stayed back to have his affair with Nora. But we don't know why he stayed back. What did he tell his wife and kid to send them home while he stays back and like? Hooks up with her in her doorway. Also, you have the whole house to yourself. Why are you in the doorway where you have to get a rush because you're like kissing her through her dress and her face? And I'm just like, take the fucking dress off. You are two adults in an empty house. You got time to remove a piece of fabric. Wait, I would hope. Wouldn't I Amanda? Hope. Wouldn't Amanda have been in the house too? I don't know where Amanda was. Maybe she got getting that weird haircut. That's how you know she was crying for help. <laughs> well, according to her, when she created the talk, she created this affair. The, to have some random talk of bang her mom out. I, it, 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 <laughs> then her mom doesn't remember strange. who he is. Her mom's like, who is this? Who this? Because she, she made him. She made him. Who this? No, that, that is some white kid problems. <laughs> I'm going to create a topa to bang my mom in his world because um, I don't know what to do with him. You couldn't think of nothing else to give him other than an affair with your mom where he remembers banging her in a doorway. Also, like, <laughs> What's that, Virgin? <laughs> What's that, Virgin? Like, you know, it'd be hot. Leaning in this doorway <laughs> with your dress above your head also, <laughs> and your arms held up there <laughs> like a marionette. <laughs> What's that position? The sadness? <laughs> the she, man position. <laughs> if she doesn't remember him, but she went to the hotel. Never happened. Okay. So she never, they never even did anything. Okay. I, he was understand. spitting in his head because she's a topa. Yeah. So all this was imaginary until he got there with her in the bowl cut. And then it all became real. Oh my God. And then he shot that man in the head like 20 times. That head was like half gone by the time he was done with it. Listen, that was a lot. Again, that's something that could have been cut. This movie could have been a 30 minute thing oh. and it would have made more sense. If it was 30 minutes, I think the movie would have been salvageable, to be honest. Because mm. they wouldn't have overthought it. Because one of the things I think that didn't work was you had these elements of like police chasing people like through the streets, so like a crime investigation kind of scheme running underneath it. You have like the folklore thing going on with summoning the empty man. Then you have like the cult and um, the occult, like with them like worshiping him. And then it, it was just too many. It, it, was, it was too, too many things. Too many things. Like. It's all. It's like what Coco Chanel said when you leave your house: take off one article or take off one piece of jewelry. Like at the end of the day, like less is more. That does that does exist. Oh yeah, everything really, in the kitchen sink. Yeah, <laughs> consolidate. Figure out what works and just focus on that, and drill a little deeper into what that thing is. Mm. You can still have a great time because I feel like this movie felt like it's funny that Sheree, you would come on and we talked about the invitation. There were things that were similar, like they were close, and maybe it was because of the cult, 
But what the invitation did was they they anchored it in one blanket of time, and then they kind of just like took their time and really worked on the characters. Yeah, right. They didn't make like dumb meat bags. They actually yeah. the characters, and it made it interesting. And they even had at the end of it a person. Well, I don't want to say that just in case anyone hasn't watched it, but you know, like they did a good job landing the plane. Yeah, if you ground something in actual human instincts and drives and emotions, it, it, you can you can find your way in and out of whatever you're trying to do. If you're just like, I have a good idea, I'm gonna make some shit weird you fall flat because you have a couple of weird scenes that somebody's like, that was good. And then they think the whole movie's good. And it's not like, while we're here just upset about life in general, I'm going to go on record again as saying this new invisible man was bullshit and people love it. Cause the last movie they saw in theaters for the shit went down and nobody was unpack that. We're like, no, it's good. And like, is it good? Or was that the last time you went outside? Cause <laughs> that's a different experience. And they're that's like, oh, oh, listen, listen, you, you made that topa out of that. Cause you ain't going outside again. And it's okay. It's okay to have a movie that's not great. I feel like that's one of the issues we have. They're like, no, it's the best thing ever. It's like, is it though? Or do you want it to be? Cause you need something to be a win right now. Sometimes I wonder what, what do people consider great when they say that? Because sometimes when I love a movie, I can also acknowledge that it's not a good or a great movie. Like that happens all the time. Like all the time. I love Amityville. Um, uh, it's about the one where they're moving through time and stuff. Horrible yeah. movie. But the drama works for me. I like the overacting. I like that it takes itself so serious. I feel like there's like Cujo pieces in there. There's like it's a lot, yeah. and it's yeah. funny. I laugh and have a great time the whole time. And like I would actually be upset if like they disowned the film and you couldn't get it on streaming or like they just like got away with it. But is it really Amityville? Probably not. It was probably billed as something else to the studio, and they thought that by putting Amityville in it, it would it would market. Because I think that does happen mm -hmm. with prizes sometimes. I know it's happened with Hellraiser, oh. but um, I enjoyed it nonetheless. But you have to. I feel like manage expectation. If you know that the movie is some trash, say yeah. like I know it's not really that good, but I like the movie, or it's a comfort watch, or whatever you want to say. Because the girls were telling me Empty Man was changing their lives, so. I'm a little concerned by that. The girls are writing empty checks because I showed up and they couldn't cash it. I, <laughs> I, I, off what you're saying, I think that as horror kids who grow into people, we know sometimes we're standing for bullshit. Yeah. I definitely have a list of things that should win awards or things that I just happen to like. Okay. And I don't argue vice versa. I'm not all like, no, 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 no. We need to give H2O some sort of an award. I'm like, no, I was there because Josh Rennett was cute and Jamie Curtis came back. I know what it was. I know what it was. I'm not gonna lie to myself about it. I'm gonna lie to you about it. I'm gonna be like, put it on your list immediately. We haven't seen it, Ryan. <laughs> yeah, I, I think what people sometimes get because something that I say a lot is like, you can have fun with the movie. Like I had fun yeah. with Halloween H2O. Like I had fun. I I actually I did like the new Invisible Man. Is it not? It's not like the best film I've ever seen in my entire life, but it was good. I mean, I enjoyed it. But like, I, I you can have fun with the film. And enjoy it while still saying, I mean, there there are flaws. There's there. I mean, oh. even my favorite film of all time, which is Scream, I'm sure there's someone that could bring up a flaw, and I'd be like, "You're right." What we did, we did, we brought up, and we did talk about the episode. There's no black people in it. That's a flaw. It's a huge flaw. It's a huge flaw. If you are doing an all white movie, you've already made a mistake. You need to stop and reassess and reevaluate. Stop, right. look, and listen. <laughs> right. But it's still my favorite film, and I still say, yeah, it should have had black people in it. 
No, like that's the thing is people don't know how to critique things they like, and it's yeah. an ongoing problem. Because like I love it, so it's flawless. I'm like nothing's flawless. That's why we're all here. Um, <laughs> if you can't look at what you love and be like, here are the mistakes, then I wonder about you and your relationships. Because are you idealizing people? Are you putting people on pedestals? Like is that what you're doing to people too? Or are you just like, oh no, only horror movies are always perfect forever. I've had people. I've had to fight people on Twitter because I don't like something, and they're like, "It's the greatest thing ever." And it's like, "Is it, or do you need it to be?" Because you don't understand that it's flawed. Just right. say it's fine, but but is there for a reason. But yeah. is a good word. I think with horror, you get sometimes, and this is just from my own personal like experiences. You get either two uh, two things with people. You either get the people who or maybe it's in the same person, but they do, like, some movies are fantastic and you can't ever critique them. And some movies are utter shit. And if you like that movie, you're a terrible, <laughs> you, you don't even like real movies. And I'm just like, God, calm down. <laughs> I, I have to say this. I think, like, a lot of people need, need therapy. A yes. Lot of need, <laughs> yes. A lot of people need to do, like, shadow work if you're, like, witchy. Because what it comes down to is, if I'm saying something about a movie you like and you're offended, your ego is what just got hurt. You need to disassociate that piece of you from yourself or else it's going to get weird and awkward. Mm-hmm. You did not write this movie. You were not you're not financially receiving anything from this particular film. So you need to understand there's nothing perfect in life. Someone somewhere is going to have something to say about this, and someone somewhere may be right about the things that they are saying. It doesn't mean you don't have to like it, and it doesn't mean that it's like an awful thing. It could be their opinion versus your own. But mm-hmm. what you don't take away from that exchange is they're saying something about you. Disassociate your ego from yourself. Do your shadow work. Get your therapy, baby, and let's just enjoy horror where everyone is not going to agree with the exact same things. And hopefully that will lead to growth because horror is not historically good to people of color. Listen. And horror is not historically good to queer people. So, and I happen to be touching on both of them things. So, <laughs> so I need you to understand. It could be a rocky ride, but do your shadow work. They're not talking about you. We're just trying to grow and have a damn good time. <laughs> right. And at the end of the day, it's not that big of a deal. It's not. <laughs> it's not. Like if I mm, I just I don't I don't understand. I don't understand. There is so much actually wrong in life. I don't understand. I don't understand. Um, there's so much wrong in life and with the world, and for you to just be like, I need to uphold this white movie that I saw, and how dare you come for it? And then piss on a bunch of black movies that are usually better. Like again, the, I ha- I have just seen the new Candyman. I have just seen um, Malignant, both of which are better movies than this. And yet, for some reason, there are people who are like, "Candyman is great," and these two are shit. And I'm like, "Is it? Or do you need to affect some biases, baby?" Because also, <laughs> that is a very real thing when you can uphold white mediocrity <laughs> and anything else anybody else does is shit. That's a lot about you. It does. I, I saw a tweet today and the person had a point and then had to like veer off into racism land. And I'm like, you just proved what I was about to call you out for. So thank you for doing that work. And I can move <laughs> you and block you now. And it's just like, but for who, for why? Yeah. And it happens He's- long enough. If you let people talk, like it, it does, like if you watch them, they mm-hmm. tell themselves. So him yeah. veering off into racism land is because he talked too damn much. He, he could have just, he could have said his first,
first point, and we would have been like, that's that's kind of valid. But then he had to be like, oh, and I'm supposed to root for this because, and I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> I, I don't understand. I don't understand. But also, I think the name of this episode is Some People Need Therapy, because when you said that, I had to, like, catch myself. <laughs> it's real, man, because I feel like I be just talking about a horror movie, and I get called all type of slurs and everything, everything but a child of God, as my mom would say. <laughs> I, I made the mistake of being a woman nerd on the internet who's black, and so I can never have an opinion, because I'm always fucking wrong, and I'm always fucking seeing things that aren't there. And I'm like, you the one that dragged this woman out here because of her ethnicity. I just said, hey, could you not? And all of a sudden, I'm a bitch, and you, you wouldn't mean that way. You got a black friend from high school you talk to once a year, and you a good father because you stay at home while your wife goes out to work. And I'm like, Douglas... Douglas. So who is this? Who is this mythological black uh, friend that they be talking about? If I stand at the bridge of blowing a bottle, will I summon him? <laughs> like, do like, my black friend is down with this. Who? Yeah. Send me his Facebook. And <laughs> why is it in her cruise? Listen. And also, your one black friend does not speak for every black person. Thank Listen. you. <laughs> if, if whenever somebody comes at you, you have an automatic response to be like, I know a black person. You've been in a situation before and you're still fucking it up. And so I need you to go back and unpack a lot of things, Douglas, because you are ready to go. With, I have a black friend. I keep one just in handy for this. Come on out here. <laughs> and, and, and if he really comes out, I'm reading him. <laughs> Listen. I'm not leaving. There will be carnage. If, if they call for the black friend and he comes out here shucking and jiving, guess what's about to happen, baby? No, it's usually the black friend is usually somebody who they talk to once and they just like, I feel like this is a black friend. We had interaction and it went well. And the black person's like, who this fool? What happened? That's more likely, to be honest. Because I feel like sometimes people just don't, especially like if I'm at work and stuff and people say things that are very like tone deaf. Sometimes I'm just like, it's not my job to fix it. Like, I'm here to fix computers, not racist <laughs> motherfuckers. So I just don't, I don't say anything. And some of these people will literally be around the office saying little things like, Ryan's my uh, my best friend. Yeah. That's a, big, that's a big word. Can you please hold down your power button for about 30 seconds and we'll see if it reboots correctly. <laughs> that's what I'm here for. Listen, when I catch somebody saying we're close on Regina King's internet, I'm just like, what's my middle name? What is my address? When have we spoken last? What is my birthday? Right? Because right? I'm trying to be tagged in for people's shit. Because it's like, no, I'm going to tag Shrey. I'm like, no, you don't want to tag Shrey because Shrey disagrees. Shrey also sees your clownery. And Shrey's not keeping receipts. So the next time you ask Shrey for something, Shrey can be like, remember when you did this to these black people on the internet? <laughs> I am also black. And I remember. <laughs> the North remembers. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, let's get back to <laughs> the empty man, and let's get spicy, y'all. Not that we haven't been spicy this entire time, but <laughs> I've had so many people in my DM be like, "That's just art. Why are you this way?" Oh, I'm spilling my name. <laughs> we're, getting, we're getting dragged by okay. a couple people for talking about empty man, but you know what? It needs to be said. It's the emperor's new clothes. That's what it is. Because people are like, "You like it, so I like it, so we all like it." It's like, no, we don't all scream for ice cream. Some of us like yeah. intolerant. <laughs> and, and I do think, I, I think uh, Ryan, you said this earlier in the episode, but like, I think one of the more, most frustrating things is that there were decent parts of it. Oh, like, yeah. Th there was foundational things that could have gone with to make a better movie. They just didn't. <laughs> so there's potential with this story, but the 
it did not come into this film. They're like me on some weekends where I just decide I can't anymore in 2021. I just stay in bed. I'm just like, no, I've gone as far as I can go. Yeah, now you can just blow in a bottle and get into me to come for you. Listen, I'm be like, can you bring a pizza? I'm just saying. I'm the empty girl. I need some sustenance. Yeah, and this movie was not it. I'm sorry. Like, if I don't see color was a cult, it would be the one in the movie. The whole time that dude, and you know that was the guy from the, that was, he was blind in Get Out. That was him. <gasps> yeah. So, oh. oh, yeah, he was the cult leader, Stephen Root. Yeah. yeah. So, when he was talking about everything, I'm like, this is sounding like the people in my life who claim they don't see color and they think that shit's cute to say. Mm-hmm. By noticing what makes us different, we can honor those things. What? And we can actually get progress right. But you know what's scary? I've I've been told I don't see color by people of color, and that's very frightening. I think that's more scarier than like empty man. Let me stop. No, <laughs> things I've seen, but yeah, that that's what the cult was giving to me. So that was my first hot take. Oh, that's a good. One. <laughs> my hot take is that this movie relies a lot on atmosphere, and so for people who are into that, it's a great movie. However, I I like things to also have like some plot and some character and some things to make some sense. You can't just be like beautiful gowns, beautiful dresses, we turn some lights off because that's not what I'm here for. <laughs> Especially for two hours and change. I'm going to need you to give me more. Yeah. yeah, I actually agree because the atmosphere, the the stressful parts of this movie, I was stressed out about it. But yeah, there wasn't, there has to be something else. And there has to be a payoff. There was never a, a payoff scare. It was always just like, oh, he's in the shadows. Oh, he's coming for like, and then the payoff scare was bleh. It felt like a haunted house while the employees were on strike. <laughs> it, that's a really good. I agree with that because there was no, even the entity was underwhelming. Yeah, yeah. no, I'm just in here vibing, waiting for somebody to scare me, and I'm in, and then in the house I'm like that was sixty dollars. Where everybody at? And like, oh, we on strike, bitch. I'm like, you couldn't have said nothing before I started this trip. <laughs> so yeah, I've kind of talked around my hot take a lot already, but. I, this film is trying to do too much. It, it, it felt like, let's throw the spaghetti on the wall and see what sticks. And if it all sticks, it's all going in. And it just, between the mythology and the folklore and the psychological, who's real, what's real, who's doing yeah. what, and the cult and the missing girl and the murders in the beginning of the film. and the, It just, there was no, th- there was too many strings and not enough knots. Yes. Yeah, I like that a lot, actually. I think I've said that on the, on the podcast. I think it's another episode. <laughs> Can we just talk about how many times we've had to say that this season, and it always works? It, it's true. They be trying. Wait. They're just trying too much. We Girl gotta do movies differently. We gotta start writing movies differently because that <laughs> that is always the way. <laughs> My next hot take, because um, I'm gonna skip over some because I feel like we got into them like a, a little bit. Like the film could have been shorter. We've all said that, right? Um, the empty man left us all empty. I feel like we touched touched on that. I want to say this, I think it's really important to say, and I I touched on it earlier, but it bears repeating. Adult driven heart is okay. I I don't, I don't necessarily need like my heart to always involve some type of teenage element. I I think Mm -hmm. that that's a, a very safe space for 
these these things to go to and it sometimes detracts away from it like with this i think by introducing that that was just another piece that was not necessary amanda did not have to be a teenager with teenage friends and you don't even really get to see them in school you don't really get to see them be teenagers amanda could have very well have just been a devout follower of the empty man and that been her sister or something instead of her daughter and it even kind of like felt like in the final reveal she was more adult than she was like a teenager to be mm -hmm. honest and devara to that effect could have been her lover or something they, they 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 really could have massaged it and really cut a lot of stuff out and a high body count or deaths because i mean let me not even say high body count because that's the, like that kind of distract you don't need to have a bunch of deaths in a horror film to make it a horror film at all it's mm -hmm. not scary sometimes just the idea that someone could die or the tension is decent enough i mean start with the horror because uh, like give me some death in the beginning i would like that i think that's a nice appetizer yeah but you don't need to have people dying all the time i think that's why they introduced the kids because it gave them a, a, a bunch of people to kill and it put bodies in the movie where there would probably be none but it, yeah. it took away from it the yeah i completely agree that's one of my biggest hangups with like the friday the 13th series franchise i get that that's kind of the point behind those movies but like, I was I'm like at you, but go ahead. <laughs> but I mean, sometimes I'm like, I don't even care that the character died. Like, I don't know yeah. who they are. <laughs> like, I don't remember her name. But also, I think one of the movies, not to mention this movie again on this episode, but that does that well, that's like, doesn't have a huge body count, mm -hmm. but the stress of everything is the dark and the wicked. And the atmosphere, that's one that gives you atmosphere and makes it terrifying. Mm hmm and there's no a huge party tonight. Actually. You need to watch it. It's the most tense movie that came out last year, Ryan. It's so fucking tense. I had to watch it twice because we were um, covering it. And I was so like, uh-uh. So the good. editing is a giant part of why it's so fucking tense. Yeah. Uh, it's, part of like a, it's not part of a thing, like a series, is it? It's a standalone on Shutter. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because it was supposed to come out in 2020, and yeah. I think it might have gotten to a couple theaters before COVID was like, nah, girl. And so like, all of us got a shutter this year. I actually can't wait to watch it, because you've told me about it before. Yeah. And there aren't many people who have, like, a perfect track record suggesting things to me, but you're you're one of them, so, so like, yeah. And it's, again, because I know what is high art and what is me just liking shit. And I'm not going to be like, I'm going to get yeah. you in this pile and not tell you it's just me liking shit. <laughs> also, goats. When I saw goats in this movie, I was like, Oh, we up in this goat game again because there's goats in the dark and the wicked. Because there's goats in that first 20 minutes for some reason. There are random goats around this cabin. And I was just I like, I can't you do these goats. That you were comparing it to a horror movie named Goats. And oh, no. <laughs> and I, and I don't know why. About A24's new thing that's coming out with Nicolas Cage. What's that thing called? Pig? or He's, I don't, people are saying it's great. And I think people just want to like something because we're all depressed. And I'm going to let them have it. But I'm not going to be watching a pig movie with Nicolas Cage. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 really going to take a lot for me to take that film serious mm -hmm. enough. Like it's, I feel like I'm forced to watch it, but I have a whole thing with A24, and I'm not going to get into it because I don't want to be dragged. But go ahead. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't have time tonight. I, I my I'm going to do another hot take because again, I feel like I feel like sometimes we don't understand that brevity is our friend. Hmm. I feel like this movie could be cut in a way where it would make more sense and it would be less chaotic and I'd be less upset about the amount of time I just lost. I agree. I, I feel like an hour and a half is just such a sweet spot for a film. That if, yeah. it's gonna be, if it's going to be over that, you really need to have a reason for it to be over that. It better be the best fucking film of the year if it's going to go over an hour and a half. 
Like if you get two hours, I want art. I want to stand up and cry and clap in my living room. I want to change my life. I want to like devote part of myself to the movie. I you can't just be at two hours because you felt like it. That's not cute. Yeah, right. Yeah, just just cut it. It's okay. Like it's it's okay. Like we're still gonna get the same storyline. Trust me. Because I got the point of the cult way before. Like it felt like they just kept driving it in. Like before he got to the conference. I knew what Pontifex was about. I knew. It was obvious. So to me, it was like, why are we seeing this? Because he's from San Francisco. That's why. That that does not qualify as an excuse, Mr. Jacob, Jake, whatever. And actually, he was hot. (laughs) He was hot. But but, yeah, the scene with Amanda and him, the first scene we see them together, she puts the thoughts of the cult. I don't need to hear him do a 15-minute speech about it because she's already told me. Nothing is real. Nothing can hurt you because nothing is real. Like all that kind of bullshit stuff. So I didn't need to. Yeah, that could have completely been cut. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it wasn't necessary. It was overkill. Yeah. No, like the one, the one cool thing about this movie, which if I were writing from this Bernie building, I would save, is that we used a man for a vessel when we typically use women. Mm, that's mm-hmm. true. But it told me that in the title, so it wasn't even a big plot twist. It was like <laughs> you're gonna fill a man or something. <laughs> and I know what kind of movie this is, so I'm gonna like think it's an interesting. And that gross, <laughs> that, that special effects where he started vomiting in his mouth, I was like, oh, that, that was gross. Anyway, uh, yeah. <laughs> but awesome! Uh, thank you so much, Ryan, for joining us, brother okay. Bullish. Make sure y'all check him out. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Uh, hopefully, you don't hate us now. <laughs> We're getting red, but it's okay. It's yes. We still love you. <laughs> You still love us. Just admit it. Have a drink. It'll be all right. <laughs> Next up, we'll be covering The Rage, Carrie 2, with Destination 180. And that's going to keep us on this theme of, with a little help from our friends. Uh, yeah, I mean, we have fierce friends. Why not? All right. Make sure, you, uh, as always, thanks again, Ryan. Thanks, everyone, for listening. And as always, make sure you stay fierce out there. Or yeah. stay empty. <laughs> Bye. Don't blow in <laughs> bottles. Just don't do it. <laughs> <laughs>